This is a Lip Media Podcast. Welcome to a bonus bonus. <laughs> this is a very special episode of me. I am a memoir, The Meaning of, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. We will be eventually reading Mariah Carey's memoir chapter by chapter starting on the 9th of November. Uh, but today, please welcome, the, I'm the fabulous Adam Richard, Fab. Uh, please welcome Posh, Philip Lee Curtis. Hello, as, darling. As we discuss the Rarities album, track by track. Track by track. Oh my god, this is going to be fun. Bring me down. I have the list right in front of me. I've been listening until stupid o'clock to <laughs> make these notes. Some songs I've gone way into, and there's so many notes. Other songs, there's like a one word answer because I just got a bit tired. Um, <laughs> starting with track number one. Here We Go Around Again, which was recorded for the debut album, Mariah Carey. Oh, a very, very long time ago. A very long time. And I was ha- I was glad that there was something from that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and to it's... see the growth, you know? Oh, there's there's a lot of growth. That's, the, that's one of the things, as an overall view of this album, the fact that each track has, in brackets, the year it was yeah. recorded. So you can kind of... It's like... It's like number one to infinity... The B-side. <laughs> it's like she's gone, oh, here's all the stuff that was going on while you were listening to all my millions of number one songs. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't called the should have been number one. <laughs> so my initial, because I should point out that mm. for me, this was the first time hearing a lot of these songs, whereas for Fab, he had heard quite a few of them on B-sides and special editions of albums over the years. I had, I had. And I hadn't heard this one. This one was new to perfect. me. I thought this first song was going to be, there's a demo floating around, which I think I played on Fox FM about a million years ago. <laughs> um, I did a week where I dug up old songs by people who were big uh, from before they were famous and sure. got people to ring in and guess if they knew who they were. Um, and I found a song called Weakness of the Body. <laughs> Uh, which is a great song. And I thought that was going to be on here, but no. That's because you played it. Mariah was like, it was already out there. (laughs) Fucking fab. Put it on the radio. I did. It was was everywhere. It wasn't just me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, what's kind of funny is that this is all first listen for me, whereas fab's a little bit more across things. Mm -hmm. Um, But this this was my first listen. Here we go around again. I did enjoy it. And how did you feel? It's very look. It's very of that time. Like the songs she like the songs she wrote for that demo tape with um, Ben Margulies, who she used to work with. Like they're all kind of of a a style, a very nineties sure. style. Yeah. <laughs> like this was uh, we're talking about the era of Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat. So <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, this wouldn't have been out of place with a cartoon singing. Absolutely. <laughs> first thing that came into my head um, was it's very the Jacksons. 
The, yeah, the oh, it is. It's very Jackson Five. It does have a very. It, it's got a bit of a feel of um, "I Want You Back," yes. which is one of my favorite songs of all and time. And that's a fun thing. It's kind of throwback, and even in the '90s, it was a throwback. Yes. Um, but the other thing it did remind me of, which is you've kind of touched on, is that very early '90s style of number one back. You know, another reference to Alanis Morissette with her. <laughs> Canadian pop career before Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Um, which was very much the big hair and the dancing. Um, yes. But also Alyssa Milano's pop career in Japan. <laughs> uh, if you're aware of that. I am. Yeah. And I think what I found really interesting, I'm, I as, as much as I enjoyed it, I am glad it was left off because I feel that for the most part, Mariah has avoided too much embarrassment. In, yes. in the, you know, you can go back. You can go back to her first single, "Vision of Love," and it is still heaven. Yes. Whereas, you know, perhaps Alyssa Milano is probably not going to whip out the the pop songs from nineteen eighty nine. So I felt like this was going a little into that territory. So... Well, it was apparently the first song she wrote with Ben Margulies. Mm. So it's like you know, she wrote the first song she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. but yeah, I think it's. Uh, yeah, like, you can hear that there's been there was a growth even on that album. So yeah. yeah, it's yeah, I, I it's a cute song, but it's not, you know, what it's not it's not the best thing on that album, and everything and on that album is the best thing on that album. Said, the, even <laughs> she said, and they included it. Is the end of that was iffy. Yeah, I know. I love that she's included like some demo chat yeah. back to the studio. It's like, I don't want to leave that on. <laughs> like I could re-sing it now and fix it or I could just leave it. I'm just going to leave it. That's fine. Sometimes yeah. that's where you get the best stuff. Yeah. Um, on to song two, Can You Hear Me? Can You from, Hear Me? Which was recorded for the Emotions album. Yes. The Emotions album had a lot thrown at it. Like it was one of those... This can't be a difficult second album. Yes. Yeah. And there were like 250 ballads, I think, thrown at it. <laughs> <laughs> as well as the up-tempo numbers. So, yeah, like there, there was bound to be... I reckon this is probably one of maybe six or seven songs that fell through yeah. the cracks, to be honest. The thing that struck me about it was the vocal was much rawer than I yeah. used to. Like. The cracks were left in, which is fun. Like, I like that. Mm. Um, and it almost reminded me of something that she would have done much later in her career. Yeah, although there's a couple of tracks on Emotions where she does kind of let loose like that. Like, uh, the ones with Carol King, for instance, she just goes, oh, yeah, I'm my, my lower register, I'm not quite in control of it on So Cold, but I'm going to leave that there. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah, there's, it, it, it very much feels, you know, you can tell it's an emotions song, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's you know, there are enough really good ballads on that album. We didn't need another one. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now you get one extra. One extra. Um, you get a spare. <laughs> yeah, it's in the boot. Um, now on to song three, Do You Think of Me, which was the B-side of Dream Lover and, and recorded for the Music Box album. Oh. Um, I have to say, this was one of my favourites. This is uh, one of my favourite Mariah songs of all time, yeah. weirdly. Uh, and also, my like when I was living with... I used to live in this place in St Kilda, which we used to call Melrose Place. Yeah. <laughs> and my flatmate, Narelle, uh, again, not a fan of Mariah, mainly because it was always on whenever she yeah. came home from work. <laughs> um, but this was the one song she was like, 
why isn't more of her music like this? I really like this one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love the kind of, I love the lush production. I just, I've always loved this song. I just love the layered vocals. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of my favourite Mariah songs of all time. Yeah, look, instantly the intro gave me Viva Forever vibes, which is always <laughs> a good thing. Um, but I thought, you know, the melody I connected to pretty much straight away. Um, yeah. Much, much quicker than the first two songs. Um, yeah. They took a listen or two. Um, I, I wasn't sure if it was quite single-worthy, but I definitely felt like it would have made a nice album cut. Yeah. And I think for, for Lambs buying the single, it would have been a really awesome little bonus, like oh, secret song that not everyone knew about. Like, yeah, listen to this song. Also, I mean, Dream Lover was um, one of the first times we got uh, Mariah Carey remix where she was like you know that's great but you've changed the key i'll just come and sing it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she continued to do that throughout her career it's oh, like yeah. oh remix you know no, i'll get back in the studio i'll fix that for you and yeah. yeah the dream lover so all of the dream lover singles which i have many of <laughs> in the mariah uh, room <laughs> in my Mariah room, uh, are all spectacular. Um, but yeah, this song in particular has long been one of my favourites. And also just the the kind of plaintive quality of it, like the, you know, asking, do you think of me of someone who's moved on and just going, oh, am I, am I still important to you? Yeah. <laughs> it's I really... like to think that all of my exes are sitting around thinking about me. Yeah, they, they must they be. They out on. Oh, they, they, all, they all would be. I... I I guarantee well, I you. Simply stop once, once <laughs> our relationship ends. <laughs> um, now, track four also around the music box time. It was an international bonus track. Every it was it was on the Australian version of the album. There you go. So we just know it as as, as part of it. As you know, it it feels weird being on this rarity. So I was like, that was on the album. Why? Yeah, what are you talking Why about? is this on here? That was already this, on an album. <laughs> yeah, but this is back in the day where you could have international bonus tracks for each territory, and yeah. no one knew about them because no one knew about it. <laughs> um, so it was everything fades away, which is apparently one of Mariah's favorites. It is an amazing song. Again, also love it. That's that's one of the things I found weird when I saw this track listing. Was I was like, why is that on? Oh, was that just me? I yeah. was the only one. It was who you heard and that. Mariah. Yeah. Me and Mariah. No one else has heard it. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I felt like with this one, when it first, with, like you know, the the song first started playing, I wasn't one hundred percent sure. But as soon as those backling voc- vocalists kicked in, yeah, I was like, okay, no, I'm here. I love a bit of drama, so I think when the 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 vocalists came in, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. We're uh, building. Also, um, she she manages to you know kick a key change right out of the park in this one. <laughs> I actually wrote down that I think it would go down really well live. Oh I'd yeah, love to see this one. That she did do a little live a cappella version when she was doing uh, a live performance somewhere. Was it a backstage or maybe it was like a, you know, one of those Zoom chats that she's been doing lately? <laughs> and she's with a couple of backup singers, and they just launch into this. I can't remember what it's where it's from, but it was yeah. It's a it's a cute little moment, but yeah, this was from the. Mariah Carey, Walter Afanasiev, you know, crazy times where they were just pumping out hits and even their bonus tracks are amazing. (laughs) Even on the Entertainment Tonight clips that I referred to in the previous episode, um, there was moments where she was like, I haven't been around that long, you know, it's just that I've had so many albums. (laughs) (laughs) 
because they were like, oh, what, how does it feel to watch these new up-and-comers? You've had so many awards. She's like, yeah, I've been here for four and a half years, guys. Relax. <laughs> I just smashed it out. God. Um, jumping on to track five, All I Live For, which was also from the Music Box era. And mm-hmm. I have to say, although it felt very much a Mariah song, there were elements of Janet Jackson in there for me. Oh, yeah. Not the whole song, but just portions. No. I was like, ooh. In a good way. It was a positive. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that there was a very light, tentative whistle note in the end. Just throw it out there. Just yeah. throw it out there. doesn't need I'm... to be a, a main focus. Look, my... Possibly my all-time favourite Mariah Carey song comes from Music Box, which is All I've Ever Wanted. Uh, and that has some hardcore key change belting going on. Yeah. And I feel like there's just... Yeah, nothing... Everything else from that era, I just go, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, is it, yeah. is it all I've ever wanted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my note for this one was I enjoyed it, but not quite a wow moment. So maybe... <laughs> Yeah, a similar kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> on to track six, one night, which mm-hmm. was the daydream. This was a surprise. Yeah. I the it began with this sort of nice stripped back production intro, and then it was like, oh, hang on, no, we're singing another song now. Yeah. We're gonna do a complete left turn. All right, off we go. Um, but the thing that I all I could think of was the do do do's. Mariah yes. loves a do-do-do. She loves a do-do-do. Um, but they just kept reminding me of Good Times by S Club 7. <laughs> <laughs> which was an album track, which just had similar do-do's. Let's be real. You know, this song feels like... Uh, so this is for Daydream, yeah? Mm-hmm. So it feels this feels like the song that bridges Daydream and Butterfly. Like, this sure. feels like the song that's like, no, no, this is what I really want to be doing. Yeah. Um, working with Jermaine Dupree and kind of getting that much more R&B, you know, kind of street feel going on as opposed to her very kind of lush, high, polished pop productions. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like this is like a stepping stone. And the reason it probably didn't make the album is because it's like, you know, Daydream, we're trying to still keep you pretty (laughs) with your gingham bra swinging on a swing. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've got one more to go. Um, it did, and I don't know why, it gave me 90s sitcom feel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, like Stracked or something where people would just get around and sing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love some of the lyrics. Sashaying, arousing. Yes. Mariah was getting wordy on us. Yep. Um, well, I, I mean, I... Day, Daydream, uh, like one of my favourite phrases ever from a Mariah Carey song is uh, hectic inside. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> I get kind of hectic inside. I'm like, that technically makes no sense, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Mariahism. Um, and then continuing in the Daydream era, we've got track seven, Slipping Away, which was the B-side to Always Be My Baby. Yeah. Um, and apparently removed from Daydream for being too R&B, slash alluding to the marriage breakdown of, of Mariah and Tommy. Yeah, and it's well, yeah, it is that. <laughs> but it's a, that is this is a really good song. Like that is a real tragedy that yeah. it's not. It this is another one like, uh, do you think of me? That is one of my favorite Mariah tracks, and I don't, I I feel like you know I'm glad it's like I was saying you know, a couple of weeks ago. I'm glad these songs have a home now because they've yeah. they felt like orphans for so long. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I this is thing... a long been one of my favourites that I just sing for no good reason. 
I feel like the thing that strikes me as odd, and maybe it's because, you know, I am a white man from Victoria. Yes. I'm not from America. The Daydream album, in comparison to the other pop albums we were getting at the time, mm. it did seem R&B. Like, well, I don't yeah. think it's it's pure pop. There's definitely R&B flavour to it. Um, so I always thought it was odd when people say, oh, it's too R&B, because I'm like, I think that would have fitted quite well. <laughs> I know. And this, like, listening to Slipping Away, you're just like, it's not that R&B, no. really. <laughs> no. It's quite poppy. And I so don't think far, it's any so more far. or less R&B <laughs> than some of the other songs from that album. Yeah. So that, that it maybe was and more to do with the lyrical content. I think it might have yeah. been, yeah. <laughs> um, it is strange though because I that's Daydream's one of the albums I know the best. So to think that it would be different than it is throws me off. I'm like, where would I it go? Where would it go? Where would you jam it? Um, but I did love one of the quotes Mariah gave in one of her interviews uh, was talking about this being a B side, and she said, "Yeah, um, it was B sides were what was it before I was born? Somehow they predicted that I would want one." <laughs> <laughs> You know, these songs were written before Mariah was born. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but but by her. Um, She's very skilled. Shooting straight across to song eight, which we have discussed out here on my own. Ah, uh, still the amazing. Cara classic from the Glitter soundtrack. I think I enjoyed it even more hearing it in the context of the Rarities album. Yep. Um, and I think knowing a little bit more about how important it is for Mariah... Um, mm-hmm. how she won a trophy for it when she was younger. It just hit a little differently. Um, yes. And I could sort of hear the the emotion in, in the vocal, in the delivery. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of nice. So I like when you get to hear something in a different setting. It's not just by itself. And it's, I feel uh, like, you know, her performance of it, just her and the piano, kind of informs one of my favourite songs from the Glitter uh, soundtrack, which is reflections care enough uh, <laughs> you have to say it in brackets when <laughs> yeah. reflections care enough uh, <laughs> I do, my favorite song in the whole world like written down is britney's bracket you drive me bracket crazy bracket the stop remix bracket <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's beyond i don't think any other song was released with a bracket after that because that conquered brackets now I think that probably the the most awaited song from oh, this yeah. album was the Loverboy Firecracker original version. Yes, which I mean the Lambs know this story very well. Yes, um, so I was very excited to hear this song, and I was also quite surprised at, at how different it is. Um, yeah, we know that the melody was already kind of from Firecracker from the yep. chorus, um, but the intro was completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually thought that... Like, the vocals, the vocals are completely different. Like, yeah, she's, she re-sang the vocals. Yeah. I feel like the vocals are um, it's either a slightly higher pitch or she's just hitting it slightly higher. Um, and the chorus is much more raw. Yeah. Um, it's not so polished. Um, with that said, it may not have been what would have been the final, if that makes sense. You know, this may... Oh, have... you think because they got wind of the fact that she had... You know, she'd been gazumped with yes. a sample by J-Lo on I'm Real. Yeah. There might have been, like, one more pass on the production Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not, and that's cool anyway. It still sounds great. But um, the obviously we haven't read the book yet. No. And so we don't know the full chapter. 
Um, but this week, the headlines have all been about this song and about J-Lo and Mariah mm-hmm. Shades J-Lo, which, based on what I'm seeing, she, she I mean, there's a little shade thrown in around the song, but yeah. it doesn't appear that, and again, I could be proven very wrong, doesn't appear that Mariah's really shading J-Lo specifically. I think that's one of these things that happens when you... <laughs> As someone who used to do celebrity gossip for a living, mm-hmm. sometimes what you'll do is you'll go, I don't have anything today. Um, what's Mariah Carey doing? Has she specifically mentioned J-Lo? No. But I can still say she's shading her because she released that song. Yeah. That'll do. Yeah. Because <laughs> when she was asked, point blank, if J-Lo was in the book, didn't she say only things that pertain to the yeah, meaning of Mariah Carey are in the book? I mean... <laughs> It may, it may not have even been specifically that. It might have just been us reading it that way. <laughs> but it's, I think that's the, the thing that I find very interesting about this particular, you know, rift or feud is that really, mm. I think J-Lo is interchangeable with any artists that, like, I think Tommy would have done what he did anyway. Yeah. That makes sense. So With, with anyone. With it anyone. It didn't have to be, yeah. It didn't have to be J-Lo. So I'm curious as, I'd, I'd love to know exactly what, J-Lo knew, which maybe she did know everything, which fair enough, give the shade. Um, yeah. <laughs> but maybe she was just like told, you know, which, you know, sing this song, please. Okay. You know, um, because, you know, she had an album out prior to that album mm. and it was doing quite well. So, it, you know, it didn't seem that she needed to be the next Mariah, but that seems to be the thing that all of the, the studio execs tell everyone, we're going to make you the next Mariah. Um, and if Tommy's purposefully chasing down Mariah's samples and, Stealing her ideas, well, yeah. Well, it's not like you know, J Lo. We've both been to see her in concert, and she's a dynamic performer, but yes. she's not the best singer in the no, world. And that's what makes me laugh as well. The comparisons when it's like, I mean, yes, you can draw comparisons in a way, but like it's Mariah, just marketing, really. Yeah, Mariah is the vocalist. Mariah is the songwriter. J Lo yeah. is a is a great performer. I don't think anyone would deny that. She's and you know, dancer. Mariah is not you know. She's not going to be shaking her booty in anywhere near the same acrobatic fashion as sure. J-Lo. Like, if Mariah wanted to touch the back of her heels with her bum, we might need about three days. <laughs> and four backup dancers to help her down and back up again so she doesn't break a nail. Like, I she's not say, going to do it. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the same boat there. Oh, yes, yeah, same. <laughs> and, then, and, then the, and then the only real comparison you could make is to their, their film careers where they've both had some hits and misses. Yeah. Really. So this whole thing makes At me least Mariah's never gone down the terrible, uh, you know, <laughs> made in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that, though. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe that's the thing. Mariah should just remake all of J-Lo's awful movies. Oh, don't. Like, I mean, I loved Made in Manhattan for, for some very terrible reasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> J-Lo's My, very think... likeable on screen as an actor. Like. I think... Monster in Law is probably my monster. Is that with that's Jane Fonda, isn't it? Yeah, and Wanda Sykes. And and who's the husband? It's always some nobody. No one cares about. (laughs) Yeah, white white boy from LA. Uh, (laughs) Michael Vartan, maybe. Oh, him! I played poker with him once. He's lovely. Really? Oh, Jesus! Look at that. Where did that name go? I know. And when you say poker, what do you mean? No, we had uh, we bonded over the fact that his ex Jennifer Garner tried to hang up on me once. Anyway, uh... oh, that's right. That's who they. Yeah, that's right. 
Oh, look. Oh, this, did this... you piss off Jennifer Garner? She's so nice about I know, I love her. I was really upset that I did that. Oh. And then when I said, I was like, I was telling him the story, he goes, Anna, don't take much to piss her off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jager. <laughs> Maybe that's what this is all about. But no, I, I, you know, I'm very curious. I mean, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when all of that was happening because it's very. But you would have had to be many flies on many walls because I think that's it was true. like it feels like a lot of meetings that had nothing to do with either J Lo or Mariah. Like, do you think yeah. J Lo knew that she was being given a sample that had been earmarked for a song? Well, I doubt it. You know, based on my experience a lot of people especially back then yeah were just told to do this thing so most likely it was just like oh yeah cool but then i feel like jaylee probably wasn't told a lot like hey that's actually christina milian's voice on that song <laughs> um, i you know all right let's skip ahead to number 10 i pray oh now, you know I, I love when mariah goes to church, goes to church. <laughs> There was quite a story behind this one. Yeah. It was written for a singer named Lena Robbins Tamua. I Forgive me if I've mispronounced the surname. Mm. Um, when she appeared on Oprah's Wildest Dreams in yes. 2005. Um, you may have realised under a different name, but they but they go by Lena now. Yes. Um, and so Mariah and Randy Jackson worked together to, to make this song for Lena. And mariah wrote and produced the whole thing and lena had the copy i've gone onto lena's instagram and she talks about this time and and how mm. she actually had this version and the lambs were trying to get her to release it um and she didn't obviously um, no. but then mariah actually alludes to it and and i think lena was very excited that mariah mentioned her in the liner notes um by the name lena which is very yes. important um and yeah look it was we were taken straight to church Oh, that's, it that's... is it is full-blown gospel. I love it. <laughs> like, one of my favourite um, songs on the, the uh, Merry Christmas album is the, <laughs> is the the full churchy one, where it's just, like, <laughs> screaming Jesus from the top of her lungs for about four minutes. I'm like, yep, I am loving this church vibe. <laughs> Do you think there's a Church of Mariah somewhere? Oh, there very well could be. Yeah. <laughs> you know the the I mean the pinnacle for this kind of uh pop rock gospel is is the Aretha Franklin album that she recorded in a church with a choir. Like oh it is God, that's amazing. It is seriously one of the best albums you have ever heard in your life. And it is just like Aretha. And I feel like that's an album that Mariah needs to do at some point. Yeah. A full-blown gospel album. Like, I know Michelle from Destiny's Child just does all gospel all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, her, that's her bread and butter. But, yeah, <laughs> a, a, like, I, I want to hear a full Mariah gospel album. And there is, uh, as we're about to get to, another genre that I think Mariah could do an entire album of Ooh, as okay. well. All right, let's see where that goes. So, mm. song, track 11, Cool On You. Cool On You. 2007. Um, now this being in 2007, it was recorded between the Emancipation of Mimi and E equals MC squared. So I'm thinking maybe an early demo for E equals MC squared or a leftover from Emancipation. There were, I mean, there was, there was the, there was the Emancipation re-release, which had like about five or six extra songs on it, including. Don't forget about us. Oh, my fave. One of my faves. Why are all my faves on, like, leftover Mariah's? I know. Maybe because it's, it's like a, special. 
<laughs> Maybe. It's the bonus track on the Australian version or it's yeah. the, you know, don't it's forget just, about us. Just for me. <laughs> like when she sang it in, when I saw her in Sydney and she, 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 she started playing that song, she's like, I don't normally do this one, but I know you love it down here. <laughs> like excellent thank you mariah thank you for paying attention to the songs we like as opposed to some other people who maybe came from australia and then refused to sing any songs from her biggest selling album here anyway now call on you the thing that i firstly i just wrote down eat dirt because that was one of the lyrics Uh, it's it's i love the kind of childish screaming in the background like it's just (laughs) and i think style wise it kind of made me think of the child of it's like that and shake it off. So it yeah. felt somewhere in between there. So I think it actually would have fitted quite well on the investigation yeah. of Mimi. Um or E equals MC squared. Well she did um, like she had she had that weird um marching band vibe going for a little while there. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like that maybe it was too similar to that possibly. kind of sound that, you know It's a very American thing, the That up band. out my face kind of, you know. Yeah big yeah. band marching band vibe so yeah i think it was just maybe it was like uh there's too many we've always it's either up out my face or cool on you yeah fair enough like i mean it sure happens a lot it probably does yeah. but I, you know it's fun it's just uh you know i think i prefer i think i prefer a bit of marching band to uh kids screaming in a in a park <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing so when i watched beyonce's homecoming Mm. I'd heard so many wonderful things about it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I was so confused. I'm like, why is why is there so much marching band? Not realizing <laughs> that homecoming is like a whole thing in America. It's very school yeah. oriented, and the, the band and the cheerleaders. And I was like, oh. And, and that was kind of a big thing around that time. Like, also the Madonna and Justin Timberlake four minutes goes like very marching band. Like, it was a big yeah. thing in music in that era so can i say Mar- um, madonna's four minutes is one of her highest selling singles which is just abhorrent yeah like, <laughs> like i think above it is maybe like like a prayer and like a virgin and then four minutes i'm like yeah really? vogue uh, like come on <laughs> yeah but it's jt Ooh. yeah I suppose. jt can do no wrong <laughs> <laughs> um on to track 12 mesmerize from 2012 mesmerize. which was written for lee daniels the paper boy um, yes. I love that it just started with her singing and she's testing the microphone. <laughs> I like, know! That's clearly not part of the song, but she's like, yes, it is now. <laughs> um, but I want to know, this reminded me of, of a very big hit for someone else. Mm. An older song. Did mm. you? Is there anything that springs into your mind? Um, I don't know. What are you thinking? I'll probably go, oh, yeah, once you say I it. I got more, more, more. By Andrea True Connection. How do you like it? Oh, how do you it? like it? How do you yeah. like it? Yeah. I don't know why. I kept going, what See, is I'm it? more is familiar it? with the, uh... <laughs> the Banana Rama Cup of it. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Mo 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 from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I it? kind of vaguely get that. Uh, it's, you know. Which is not a bad thing. It's a great song. So it yeah. certainly wasn't a complaint, but it was just the first. I was like, what is it? What is it? What is it? It's on yeah. the tip of my tongue. Um, but it came to me. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, I enjoyed this one. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't included. Uh, you know, on, on Again, that. there are so many songs that are, like, the, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, uh, like, what was the single she had out that never went on an album in between? Triumphant? Yeah, Triumphant. Like, I'm like, yeah. where's Triumphant? Why isn't that yeah. on here? Like, that, I love that song. That's a great yeah. song. But it never kind of landed on an album. 
Yeah. It was just a single that I lived mean, look, it's, it's alone no in home. the world. No it is no almost home. Why is it almost home? Because <laughs> <laughs> we did it to death. <laughs> it's my you favorite. So like she could have another album of rarities. I'm telling you, maybe that is the plan. Maybe, maybe almost she has home. Said, even triumphant. With, um, with the amount of books, who, like the amount of um, writing that they did for the book. Um, yeah, that there's more books, you know, worth the material. So I'm like, yeah, oh. just keep releasing, <laughs> keep releasing books, keep releasing releasing rarities. I'm happy for it. I, yeah, um, but I feel like there's there's some glaring omissions here. Okay, yeah. I feel that. I mean, although almost they home, were singles, and I guess none of these true. were singles. Yeah, and almost home is so iconic that it just would have overshadowed yeah. everything. Everything. Um, yeah, everything. <laughs> it just would have been like all nets cast, and nothing yeah. would have gotten yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to track thirteen. I feel like this might be the one you were talking about. Lullaby yeah. of Birdland, which oh. is is really known as a jazz standard. It is a jazz standard, uh, and it's not her first foray into jazz uh the wind on Ooh. the emotions album i know i pull my finger right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the wind is a like a, a jazz number that she adapted and sang over the top of and it's beautiful and she's got such a beautiful jazz voice that you just go oh i could do a whole album of mariah jazz yeah. what if it was a double album one side jazz one side <laughs> gospel I'm Ooh. pitching it now. Yeah. And, and, and a third track of Just Almost Home. That is just our own personal <laughs> love affair. <laughs> um, I will say, like, this version was recorded during the Lucy Sanchez tour. Yes. Um, and I, I just thought more than anything, Mariah seemed to be having fun. Yeah. Like, she sounded really relaxed. Um, the vocal. I think that's the most relaxed she's been in concert in a long time. And since then, she just yeah. like, you know, it, it feels like she's got nothing left to prove. She's, you know, people are coming to see her for her. It's, yeah. I'll just do what I feel like on stage. I'll sing all the songs I want to sing. And it doesn't need to be, you know, a huge vocal gymnastics performance. It no. It just hits her in the sweet spot of her voice. Mm-hmm. And she could probably do, like you said, a whole concert of it. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of nail all of it. Um, so no, I thought it was great. It is. It is interesting that you know normally an artist uh, who's had as many anniversaries as Mariah uh, <laughs> would have moved into kind of more niche genre pieces by now. Like they, you know, she's still releasing big commercial albums as opposed to you know many other people go into you know like some people might sing. Four albums of Motown hits and douche tours of Vegas. <laughs> Can't or... imagine who you're talking about. <laughs> but you know those those kind of artists who just go, "Oh yeah, all my pop fans have left me. Uh, I'll just do this now, or I'll yeah. go over there and do that." Or and yeah. you know what? I actually think because um, Melanie C's new album came out yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. um, and she has said a lot about you know for years she's like you know. I'm sort of done. I'm, I need to be put out to pasture. Mm. And then she's turned around and gone, you know what? Sod that. I'm going to do the music I want to make. I don't yeah. care if a million people listen or 10. Yeah. Um, and often when an artist does that, no matter what their age is, as she said, she doesn't sound old. She's no. Just... <laughs> um, her words, not mine. Um, <laughs> it's so much better when people just do what they want to do. 
um yeah. but you also still there's you know there's the other artist that that chases the trends and that doesn't always oh, very yeah, well no. for them yeah i mean this is the, the amazing thing about mariah writing her own music writing her own lyrics and and being big into her own production is that she can go well this is what i want to do yeah. she doesn't need to go oh all of the hot producers want to work yeah. with other artists so i'm left here with this guy who wants to make Mariah Carey sings the songs from the best movies. <laughs> <laughs> Although and we she, would eat that up. Let's I know. Real. She wanted to belt out the Titanic and uh, <laughs> and that Annie Lennox thing from Lord of the Rings. I wouldn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> now, this does bring us to track 14, which we have discussed at length already. Yes, we Save have. The day, which really all there is to say is we love it. And I think it makes sense why it was the single. Because I think yep. it's the one that you most return to. Yeah. And when it, it's, I love where it is in the track listing because you kind of get through everything and you've just had the live version of Lullaby Burnley and you're like, oh, is this a bonus track? The album's finished. Oh no, this one. That's yeah. right. I love this one. <laughs> oh, that's right. This song, it's Lauren Hill's on it. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't feel we need to. And we think of our single tier coming oh, out. I just can't. You can't. <laughs> I'm trying to get one to squeeze out as we speak. Um, <laughs> And then the closing song, track 15, Close My Eyes, Acoustic, which was originally on the Butterfly album, which yes. does, of course, start with Wayward Child. Yes. Um, and- I feel like the lyrics are very, very echoing from the book. And I wonder yeah. whether this acoustic version, because it's in brackets 2020, yeah. has just, like, it's just something she just sort of kept just wandering into while she was in the middle of recording the audiobook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, this likely. chapter is Wayward Child. I was the way. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's just going to be the entire audio. <laughs> but I went back and listened to the original just after I listened to the acoustic. And it's mm. not vastly different. No. But it was nice to hear her sing it now with her voice how it is now. With a little yes. more experience, a little more perspective. Um, just perhaps dug a little deeper. And also there's so much production on the original one like with the layered vocals yeah. that it's, uh, she does get a little bit drowned out at times sure. by the da-da-da's. <laughs> <laughs> she loves the da-da-da, she loves the do-do-do. She loves the da-da-da and a do-do-do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she loves a little hook. She's good at it. <laughs> do-do TM. All right. Now we're going to go through every song on the Japanese edition. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to perform the live show in our lounge room for you. And and her her desperate attempts to butcher the Japanese language. <laughs> I can still count to ten. Does that... <laughs> Song itchy. <laughs> Song I do. Me. I do have to say that I nearly pressed the skip button when I listened to this the first time because it is my reflex, and then went no, it's October. I can listen just once to a live version of All I Want for Christmas yeah. is You. Because <laughs> I think that's the last one, isn't it? The it is the final song. And it's like, oh, no, I can't. I can't. It's, it's, that's October. Come on. Oh, one little sneaky. One little sneaky Look, listen. I'm having, a, I'm having a mince pie for lunch. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah's released it. So I feel like she would like us to hear it. She would like us to hear it, but not go crazy with it. Not go crazy. It's, it's Mariah approved in moderation. Yeah. And because it's live, it just was at a concert. It happened at the time. Yeah. Now I want to know when the concert was. Like, I would love it if the concert was in April. 
and suddenly everyone's hungry for KFC. Because yeah. I don't know if you know this about Japan, but it is a tradition to eat KFC on Christmas Day. Is it really? Yes! And it's apparently... A big, um, it's a big Chris, thing in Japan. <laughs> Christmas in Japan is in April, so... Yeah, my... <laughs> Makes, it's, all, it's all coming together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just string shit together until it makes sense. Japanese people here, ah, and they're like, oh, I feel like chicken. <laughs> I mean, I feel like chicken most of the time. Well, so. that is true. <laughs> um, but that, that does bring us to the end of the, the at least the first disc. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go through the Tokyo really, Dome. <laughs> no. Um, perhaps someday, maybe as a little bonus later on, we can watch the, the YouTube version, which she has released. Yes, I have and, noticed that. Uh, but I was just too damn tired at 4am. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm glad you, like, I, I, I appreciate your commitment. Oh, to... yeah. I, I take things way too far. I, you do. Like Mariah, only showing one half of her face. <laughs> I take jokes and, and podcasts way too far. <laughs> I'm very happy that some of my favourite uh, Mariah orphans have found themselves a home. They've found, they've found a lifetime parents. <laughs> maybe she could, maybe she could write a Christmas movie about this album. <gasps> and where her lonely songs find a home. Oh yes, that would be beautiful. And then the, the, the song at the end is almost home. <gasps> Don't. <laughs> Don't. Uh, people are going to be listening going, why are they obsessed with Almost Home? And I'm right, if, say, you're wondering, you? if you're wondering why we're obsessed with Almost Home, <laughs> please go and watch the video clip now <laughs> so and cool. try to ignore all of the weird James Franco bits. <laughs> <laughs> just as Mariah did. It's just Mariah in black and white with some contrasting lighting and many cast nets. It yeah. is a spectacular piece of work. And a mega fan. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> oh, that, fa- that that's not one she could have installed in her ears. No. <laughs> but no, I think I think that does bring us to the end. It does. A bonus, well, bonus, bonus episode. A bonus, bonus. <laughs> We're just doing bonus episodes. We haven't even started this podcast. I know, it's insane. <laughs> but we wanted to give the lambs time to, to get the book. We know... Yes. Postage is not the best at the it's moment. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. And if you want to read the hard copy, it could be taking some time to wing its way towards you. Exactly. Also, you may be a slow reader. I don't want to rush yeah. people to try and, you know, get through a chapter. Like, take your time. You read as much as you need. Yeah. And we're going to go going to go chapter by chapter. Those chapters might be short. They might be long. Yeah, we're not sure. We'll, we'll we don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Exciting. We won't know I what know. to do when we get to November 9 when we've done 18,000 bonus episodes and go, wait, what's the show again? Because, <laughs> because I there is so much more to come in the actual official episodes. We've got I know. M- much more juicy little meme moments and, so and little juice. sections and more I'm interludes. S- and oh. and I, I'm going to run out of names to drop by the end of this podcast. <laughs> I think I already have. <laughs> yeah, Paul Posh has exhausted his, his bank of names. Yeah. Oh, uh, Scott Brennan? I, oh. <laughs> the only name uh, I haven't pick mentioned. That, pick that up. That's not yeah. worth dropping. <laughs> no, just leave it down there. Just drop it. Drop it off. Drop it off at the pool. Um, 
<laughs> well, thank you so much, darling. Big air kisses. And uh, we shall be back. Uh, if 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 we don't manage another bonus podcast in the next couple of weeks, we will definitely... We're dead. We're dead. <laughs> we'll I have de- died. <laughs> we'll definitely be doing the uh, first chapter on the 9th of November. So please join us. Uh, we would love to have your company, Lamely. Mwah! Bye. Me.